0: Thank you for tuning in to the sermon webcast of Living Savior. We are one church serving in two locations, Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. For more information, go to lsavior.org. Has it sunk in yet? That's the type of question that people love to ask around major life events. Somebody might ask the newlyweds right after the marriage ceremony if it has sunk in yet that they are truly married. Somebody might ask the new retiree if it has sunk in yet that he doesn't have to go into work on Monday morning. On a more serious note, it's also the type of question that somebody might ask themselves after they have lost a loved one. Has it sunk in yet that he's really not coming back? a conversation, or after a conversation between a parent and a child, a parent might just ask the child, do you know how much I love you? Has has that sunk in yet? The reason we ask this question is simple, of course. Sometimes it takes a long time for important realities to sink in. Sometimes important realities never sink in. As believers in the the Jesus who lived, breathed, and walked on this here planet Earth, you and I, we live inside some very important realities, like this one. God sent his son Jesus into the world to die on the cross, to pay for your sins and mine, so that we would have eternal life in him. And this one, Jesus comes to you and gives you strength amidst Your greatest struggles to get through them. And there's this one Jesus watches over you every moment of every single day. But has the significance of these realities sunk in? Do we really understand what this means for our lives today and for our eternities? Today, you and I, we are on the Sea of Galilee and in the surrounding towns. And as we will see from the words of Mark chapter 6, something happens that makes this reality sink deep into our hearts and in our minds. Jesus is the Son of God and can calm the biggest storms, even as we bring Him our most severe problems. Yes, this reality needs to sink in. It was just a couple hours Earlier, Jesus had done something amazing. He took just five loaves of bread and two fish, and from that tiny meal, he multiplied it to feed over 5,000 people. He separated the crowd into little groups and had his disciples bring baskets full of food, and miraculously it multiplied until everybody ate as much as they wanted. This was now the reality For those people who ate the food and for the disciples who passed out the baskets full of food. They were in the presence of the Son of God. Jesus had proved it by performing this amazing miracle. But do you think this reality set in for them? You judge for yourself. It was late in the evening and so Jesus dismissed the crowds. He went up unto a mountain by himself to pray and he told his disciples to go on ahead of him in the boat. He would, he would catch up with them later. That's when the storm clouds started to, to roll in and the wind started to pick up on the disciples. Rain started to come down, waves got bigger and bigger and so did the disciples' fear. St. Mark tells us that these experienced fishermen were straining at the oars. They were losing control of the boat. The wind was blowing in the exact opposite direction than the way that they needed to go. And St. Mark also tells us that it was about three o'clock in the morning, which is just about the scariest time of day, not to mention they couldn't see a thing. Even if they had control of the boat, even if the wind was blowing in the correct direction, they wouldn't know where to go. It was dark. For the disciples, they thought that this was the reality. And this started to sink in. They thought that they were in danger, that their boat was going to sink. But this wasn't the reality. The reality really was that Jesus was the Son of God who could do all things, who could had power over all things, and who knew all things. That was the reality. It just hadn't sunk in yet. So when Jesus comes down from the mountains, starts walking on the water towards their boat, they freak out. St. Mark tells us they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified So as if the storm wasn't scary enough, now there was this strange figure walking towards them. But why were they so afraid? Why hadn't this reality sunk in yet that Jesus, the Son of God, was coming to help them and to save them? Well, this is the way St. Mark puts it. He says, They had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. In other words, they didn't understand the meaning of the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. If you scan the scriptures and you look for instances when people harden their hearts towards God, you will find some pretty awful people, blatant and obvious enemies of God like Pharaoh, the Pharisees, I mean, you remember Pharaoh. God sent Moses to Pharaoh, telling him to let my people go. And even after miraculous signs, even after the ten plagues, Pharaoh hardened his heart to the reality of God's power. The Pharisees witnessed Jesus perform countless miracles and preach messages of grace and the forgiveness of sins to many people. Yet they hardened their hearts to the reality that Jesus was sent from God to save sinners. But the disciples? Really, the, the disciples, their hearts were hard? Well, apparently so, at least when it came to the meaning of this miracle. But before we go and point our fingers at the disciples, let's just pause for a moment. You could expect that after some time, these miracles, these hundreds of miracles that the disciples had witnessed throughout their entire time with Jesus, over all the years, that these miracles might become a little routine or expected? You might imagine that. Because you know what it's like to walk into Ingalls and see how the grocery store is full of meat, produce, and vegetables. I mean, you can walk into Ingalls with $100, buy enough Food for three meals a day for an entire week, plus maybe some snacks in between. That is a given for people like you and me, for people who live in the United States of America. America. But for some people in the world, that is unheard of. But when you see something so often, the significance of that reality might not always sink in the way it should. How many times have you walked into church or watched some of these videos over the last few months or over the years? How many messages about God's grace and comfort have you heard? How many sermons about God keeping His promises through His Son, Jesus, have you heard? How many songs have you sung about the unconditional love of God, hundreds, maybe more? Yet what happens when the storm clouds of financial uncertainty start rolling in? What happens when all of a sudden our marriage is a little unsteady? What happens when the problems or the issues of this life pound against you like a violent wind, blowing you and your life in the exact opposite direction than the way that you want to go? What do we do? We worry. We cry out in fear. As if we are the worst victims this world has ever seen. We are afraid that our lives, this, this life that we have, have created will capsize and sink. Yes, we hear God's word week after week, sometimes day after day. Yet we act as if our hearts are hard towards the realities of God's love and of his care. But these are the realities that are as plain as could be. When you are straining at the oars, just struggling to get by, Jesus is fully aware. When the winds of this life are against you, Jesus comes to you. When you are afraid and you don't know how you could possibly go on because you're starting to lose courage, Jesus comes to you and he strengthens you. But most of all, This is the reality. It doesn't matter if you feel like you are losing control of your career, losing control of your family, maybe even losing control of your health. Jesus is the Son of God. And he has the power to calm even the greatest storms. But how do you know? How do you know that's not just wishful thinking? Or how do you know that's not just something we say in a church like this to make ourselves feel better? Well, you know that's the reality because he proved it. He proved it by coming into this world and calming the greatest storm. The reality is that we were separated from God because of our unbelief, because of our lack of trust, and because of our worry. It was as if we were in the middle of the ocean by ourselves. Yes, the reality is that if it were not for Jesus, it would be up to you and me to bring ourselves to safety from the middle of that ocean, in the middle of that storm. It would be up to you and me to withstand the blistering winds of temptation on our own. It would be up to you and me to withstand all the obstacles, all the waves. We would have to be the ones To bring ourselves to safety, we would be the ones who would have to know which way to go when it's dark and we can't see. But we can't. Our arms are too weak, our willpower is too weak, the winds are too strong, and we are blinded because of our own sinfulness and because of our own fear. That's when Jesus enters the storm. That's when he shows up right next to you, right next to your boat. And he says to you, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And ever since the day of your baptism, he came into your life. Put his saving name on you. He took the oars from your hands and he said, take courage. You cannot do the work to bring your soul to safety, but I can. And he did go to work. He always trusted his heavenly Father. He never sinfully feared for the worst. He spoke messages of comfort to people who were lost and hurting. He performed countless miracles so that people would know, so that people like you and me would know that when he says the words, it is I, we would know just who it is who's saying those words, the Son of God himself. And if the Son of God himself is in the boat with you amidst the storms, and if he is for you, that means there is no storm that could be against you, no storm that could sink you or your life. And he also says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because Jesus went to the darkest And the scariest place of all for you. He went to the cross where he would suffer the eternal storm of hell for you in your place. Yes, he went to the cross to die, but he also rose from the dead. And he rose from the dead so that this would be your reality the forgiveness of sins, the unconditional love of God, and eternal safety for your soul. Yes, he died and rose from the dead so that this would be your reality today. But this isn't just your reality today. It's your reality for the rest of your life. It's the reality that you have even after this life. That you will be eternally safe with your heavenly Father and with Jesus forever and ever in heaven. Yes, this is the reality that Jesus makes sink in for you and for me. And so you can fully expect him to come into your storms and calm them just as the crowds did. Mark tells us that the people who saw Jesus and recognized him, they, they begged him. They begged him for an opportunity just to touch his cloak. They recognized him and they ran from town to town From village to village, from little farmhouse to to little farmhouse, just looking for anybody who might be suffering, anybody who might be struggling. Sick people, paralyzed people, people who couldn't walk. And if they saw somebody who needed help, they'd lift them up, put them on a mat, and carry them all the way to Jesus. They'd try to figure out where he would go in the marketplace, maybe which alleyway he might take. They'd set the paralyzed person there. And then sure enough, as Jesus would walk by, St. Mark tells us that they begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. It didn't matter how long they had been suffering. It didn't matter how severe the illness was. Just by simply touching Jesus' cloak was all it took for their storm to be calm. The reality sunk in for them that Jesus had the power to calm storms. And now that now that Jesus has made this reality sink in for you, what does this mean? Now what does this look like for you? Well, it means that you you look for people. You look for people who are struggling, looking for people who are having a hard time to get by. It maybe means that you look at your own storms and you go to Jesus in prayer. And you expect fully that he will either calm your storm or give you the strength to get through it. And when he does calm your storms, don't be amazed. Don't be astounded or act surprised. No. Expect him to calm your biggest storms because that's the reality. As many of you know, I'm the pastoral intern at Living Saviour. I've spent the last twelve months here, and my time here has come to an end. And as I look back on the last twelve months here at Living Savior, you know, I, I used to be surprised. I I used to be amazed at the kindness and the generosity of of you, the members of Living Saviour i used to be amazed at how hard you worked into making this church a wonderful place and how hard you worked into making visitors feel welcome i used to be amazed but should my heart be so hard as to not see what is really going on here it took a while but i think it's it's starting to sink in this was a wonderful year i look back and i see how much i have gain from all of you, how much I have learned from Pastor Kerbis and Pastor Zell. And I realize that it's not because you are all such great people, although you are. This was a wonderful year because at Living Savior, Jesus is the center. He is behind everything that you do. Jesus has made this reality sink in at Living Savior. The forgiveness of sins the unconditional love of God and the eternal safety for your soul. (laughs) So yes, this was a great year because Jesus was behind it. That's what makes this church so special to someone like me, to you and to the people who walk in for the first time. Because Jesus is the Son of God and He can calm any storm. This is the reality that needs to sink in. It's the reality that has sunk in. Jesus made sure of it. So no no matter what obstacle or storm comes to living Savior over the years, no matter the storm or the obstacle that comes to me or my family, no matter the storm that comes to each and every single one of you watching this, this video, there is nothing to do to calm storms. Because Jesus is with you in the boat. He is with you, so fully expect him to calm it. And listen to him when he says to you, take courage and don't be afraid. Amen.